the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Okay, so um, we're looking at quotes. Somebody say quotes for good success. Say it again, quotes for good success. Okay, in the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not do what? Depart from your... Let's read together one go. This book of the law shall not depart from your... But you shall... That you may... And then what will happen? For then you will make your way... And you will have who makes your way prosperous? Who makes your way prosperous? Who makes your way prosperous? Who makes your way of good success? All right. God gave what you need and he gave it in the form of a book. He said, This book of a law. And we know what book represents. Book represents a knowledge, book is a fountain of knowledge. So this book of the law shall not depart from your eyes. And in that text, I said that we have a number of quotes in there. And we'll be exploring them and picking them one after the other. But the first quote we picked is the code of knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. knowledge. This book of the law shall not depart from your eyes, but you shall meditate therein. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge is key. Proverbs 8, 10. It said, choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. That's what the Bible is saying. It says, when you see somebody gives you his two arms, his two palms are open. One is loaded with books. Another is loaded with thousands or millions of dollars or pounds. Choose the one with the books and leave the one with the pounds. <laughs> what an illustration. <laughs> How many Africans will do that? Yeah. I want you as a member of the church to be an uncommon African. Somebody say, I'm an uncommon African. Much more, be an uncommon African Christian. African Christians are noted for all kinds of things. We like a lot of mysteries, things that are hidden in mysteries. We don't like the simplicity of the gospel. That seems to be too complex for us to appreciate. We like things that comes with tokens and symbols. Those things really make a lot of sense to us. And if you are going to go far with God, if you are going to go far with your Christianity, if you are going to stand tall in the company of believing saints, you need to value knowledge. Somebody say value knowledge. The Bible said choose knowledge. And it's not just with regards to spirituality. It's important in every other sphere of life. You have to appreciate that knowledge is critical. Choose my instruction rather than silver. 
earn knowledge rather than pure gold. The Bible says, my people. Somebody say, my people. That's what God says. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you lack knowledge about how to make a marriage work, it will collapse. Are you with me here? If you lack knowledge of how to make a business work, it will collapse. Whether you pray or you don't pray, knowledge is critical. If you don't know how to build a house and you decide you will build it anyway, it will collapse on you. Are you with me here? It's so, so important. Knowledge is critical and foundational as far as success is concerned. These were people who had been in servitude for a number of years, 430 years. God told them they were going to be in servitude for 400 years. They ended up spending 430 years. And 430 years slavery will by all means make you think like a slave. And there are a lot of Africans who think like a slave. If you go to the U.S., and the western world the challenge with black americans and black people particularly black native black americans is that they are still thinking slavery after many years so you can meet a nigerian who has traveled to the u.s and is making it big time you can meet a Ghanaian who's traveled to the u.s and is making it big time you can meet a congolese who has traveled to uk and is making it big time and those who are indigenous so to speak blacks they think that somebody owes them. They have a certain sense of entitlement that robs them of the dignity of life. Am I communicating here? It's so important. It's the same with South Africa now. South Africa is almost becoming a mess now because of the same thing. They have a certain sense of entitlement. And if you go through life with that sense of entitlement, you are not likely to make most of your life. When you think that you're entitled to something and people must give it to you, and you are not, you don't have the mindset of working your way and trusting and believing in God for things yourself. But you are thinking that because this one has, I must get it. You may lose out in life. Am I communicating here? It's also important. Knowledge is critical. These guys have been in servitude for 400 years. I'm not surprised that God will give the key of knowledge or book. He will hand over book to Joshua when he's taking over. Because Joshua was about to usher the people into something new. You can't enter the new with an old mind. You can't enter the new with an old mind. You can't enter a new relationship thinking about all the wrongs that went on in the previous relationships. You can't enter a business with an old mind. The old man was a mind of failure. You can't bring that here. You can't enter the new with an old mind. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, is a new what? creature all things are passed away behold all things have become new and most of the time everything passes away except our old mind and so the new mind he says be renewed in the spirit of your mind if you are going to make the most of your new life you have to have a new mind somebody say a new mind say a new mind a new mind is critical if you are going to make the most of your life and that's why he gave him knowledge because knowledge is a place of transformation. Information transforms you. Information what? You will either be deformed or transformed by the quality of information you receive. Information does not just transform. Information does something to you. It forms you. It forms you in a way. Negative information forms you in a certain way. And positive information forms you in a certain way. So when you don't have quality information coming to you, your decisions will be faulty, your decisions will be poor, and your life will be going in a poor direction. Because, you see, the raw material for thinking is information. 
Somebody say raw material for thinking is information. In other words, the way you think is shaped by the quality of information you receive. So if the quality of information you have is wrong or is poor, your thinking will be poor. And you know that your life goes in the direction of your thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So when you think poor, because that's all you've been exposed, that's all you've known, you are not likely to succeed. When you think failure, that is all you've been exposed, that's what you are used to, you cannot succeed. Even if we will equip you with the tools for success, your thinking will always determine the outcome of your life. And God gave Joshua a book to shape his thinking, to shape his mindset. He had been used to the mindset of slavery. Being a slave, he was born a slave, raised as a slave, and all his life, now he was leading a bunch of slaves. So God needed to change him before he could change them. Am I communicating here? Until transformation begins from within, it cannot translate from without. When people are transformed within, they initiate changes outside. Real change does not begin from outside, it begins from inside. That's why I have a little problem with fix the country because we have to fix ourselves. Somebody said, fix yourself. There are many things that need to be fixed in this country, but if you can fix the human beings in the country, if you can fix our thinking, you don't drink water and drop it by the roadside and expect government to fix country and fix waste. And when taxes are increased, you sit on radio and you complain the government is making things unbearable. How do they manage the waste? Am I communicating? That was thrown into the wind by your self-indulgence and your lack of decency and cleanliness. Are you with me here? So most of the time people are complaining about things of which they are the cause. Yeah. Most of the time it's easy to blame others for things that are happening. But when you see yourself as a cause, that's why the moment Jesus told the woman, uh, he said, which of you that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. None of them could cast it. Because when you look at other people, you can see all the wrongs with them. But when you look at yourself, you see that you are a mess. And that's when you begin to ask for mercy. Are you with me here? So we looked at the fact that if knowledge is foundational, we need to have a certain disposition of attitude towards knowledge. And we touched on seven of them, right? Number one, we said if knowledge is critical, we need to what? Value knowledge. Somebody say value knowledge. You have to value knowledge. That's key. Value knowledge. Value knowledge. Value knowledge. The Bible said, buy the truth and sell it not. Value knowledge. Number two, we said that if knowledge is foundational, we need to... Somebody say, I love knowledge. Number one, say, I value knowledge. Say, I love knowledge. The Bible says, fools hate knowledge. Fools. If every time knowledge is coming your way, you are not properly oriented in your mind to receive i don't want to describe you but the bible has already given a vivid description of you f-o-o-l yeah if you don't have value for knowledge that's all you are you don't have value for knowledge everything you are doing make sure that the bible said through wisdom a house is but through knowledge it grows you need knowledge don't despise knowledge i don't want to sit behind somebody who is not informed most of the time, people listen to people already who are not informed. They don't know what they are talking about. And they are just making noise in your ears. You ask them a question and the answers are not straightforward. <laughs> they lack knowledge. Love knowledge. Somebody say, I love knowledge. Yeah. The believer must love knowledge. 
And then number three, we said, be hungry for knowledge. Somebody say, I'm hungry for knowledge. Say it, I'm hungry for knowledge. Yeah. Proverbs 15, 14. He said, a wise person is hungry for knowledge. You see, and when it comes to knowledge, knowledge and wisdom, they go to. A wise person is hungry for knowledge. Are you hungry for knowledge? Hungry for knowledge. When you are hungry for knowledge and knowledge is coming to you, you are alert. Are you with me? Yeah. There's a certain sitting posture that repels knowledge. You don't go to class and a teacher is in front of you and you put your hand, your head on the desk like that. You sit straight. You sit upright with your eyes gazed on the teacher because you are receiving. Am I communicating here? That's, that's how you receive knowledge. Knowledge must matter to you. He says a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. Feeds on trash. Check the videos you have shared in the past one year. How many of them are trash? Check the videos you have liked. How many of them informed you? Check your Instagram pages, the places you visit. How many of them? How many of them really, really are transforming? Check the, the kind of uh, TV series you watch. How many of them really bring you information? Apart from training you to be a gossip. Yeah. How many of them are really informing you? The Bible says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for they shall be what? Filled. Number we said pursue it. Somebody say pursue it. You have to. Wise people pursue knowledge. They pursue knowledge. And then, of course, we said that you have to invest. Somebody say invest. Invest, invest in knowledge. Invest. Spend money on knowledge. There is a book stand here. Keys of promotion. My father wrote it. Give me a copy of that. Keys of promotion. How many of you have that book? Keys of promotion. Okay. How many of you have finished reading that book? Those of you have it. That's my challenge now. You see? Keys of promotion. How many of you don't want to be promoted in your life? Yeah. But this book has been sitting down for almost two years. Now, you see, no matter how I pray for you, if you don't know how to work your way into success, you will not become successful. Are you with me here? This is not a church of ignoramus. I don't want to pastor a bunch of people who can't think for themselves. Are you with me here? Yeah. You have to be able to think. And you can't think with junk in your head. You can only think with solid, weighty substance in your head. Divine Lessons for Promotion is a very powerful book. Very powerful book. Very powerful book. Thank God COVID has prevented the sale of food around. After service, you buy, uh, what do you call it, yogurt, you buy, uh, give me the names, now you don't say it. Plantain chips. Then there's another one that is uh, that drink. Sobolo, thank you. Yeah, those are the things you buy. But you've not seen that there's a book stand here. What you put in your head stays with you for life. What you put in your belly, maximum 24 hours, you know where it will go. Don't let me spoil your money for you. You know where it will go. Yeah. And most of us are very good at investing a lot here and not here. If you don't value books, eh, your life can never be beautiful than it is now. Books beautify your life. They beautify your brains, therefore beautifying your life. Value books. Don't just buy them to show, oh, I have a great collection. You don't have a great collection when it's on the shelf. You have a great collection when it's in your head. Are you with me here? That's what shows you have great collection. Great collection. Great collection. Invest in knowledge. Invest. 
your greatest investment is not in gold. As great as gold is, is in your head. Somebody say my head. My head. And store knowledge. Somebody say store knowledge. How to store it. Store it. Store it. Store it. Don't come to church. One of my greatest disgust or hatred is to see somebody sit in front of me and he's writing nothing. I don't like it at all. If the person is new to my ministry, that's quite different. But I don't like when people, because I'm not a comedian and I'm not a prophet. I teach the word of God precept upon precept. So if you chose to come into my ministry or receive my ministry, one of the things you need to learn is to learn to receive knowledge. Because if you can receive knowledge, I mean, that's my calling, that's my ministry, and I'm very, very glad that this is what God has given me. I'm a pastor. I feed people with the word of God. And as they feed on it well, when you feed fat, your life will show. Your muscles will be built up. Am I communicating here? There are problems when some people are dealing with them. I simply know that they have not learned me. They have not studied me. They don't listen to me. Because when you listen to me, there are issues you not even bring up. If you listen to podcasts again and again, what I've preached, and you know what I speak, what my mind is, you will declare my mind before you even report the matter to me. Am I communicating here? This week, somebody was telling me, I think mommy also was telling me about somebody who is listening to someone. I said, that's, that's not my, my, listen. I have told mommy, if this person has an issue, you should not bring it to me. Yeah, because you don't listen to people and you need counseling. Because whoever is, you are listening to is giving you counsel. You are embracing his thinking and his way of life. Then when you have a challenge, you are now bringing it to my office. Don't come and waste my time. I have great value for what I do. Are you with me here? Don't come and waste my time. Store knowledge. Somebody say store knowledge. You will never know when you will need the knowledge you have stored. I heard a great preacher give a very powerful testimony of the first time he preached. The first time he preached before an audience of 7,000. The first time he preached. He said uh, the night before his senior pastor of that church called him and told him that something has happened tomorrow. The, mo- the service, you are taking it. Before 7,000 people. How is he going to present himself? But he had been storing knowledge. Great sermons he preached. Great sermons he had dissected over the period. He stored them up. So that night he said he didn't sleep. Went over chose the best of the best amongst them. The ones he has soaked until the thing has entered him. You see, you can preach someone's message, but if the message has entered you, people will not know it's someone's message. When the thing has entered you and you are presenting it, you can give outlines to two people. The presentation will be different because it's coming through different vessels. Are you with me here? He owned the message, haven't listened and soaked it. By the time he presented, that's how he began to preach. On a monthly basis on that puppet. On a monthly basis. And today, he oversees churches in over 25 countries. In all the seven continents of our world. Through one opportunity, because he was storing knowledge. Storing knowledge, storing knowledge, storing knowledge. You come to church, quality information. I mean, before I do one sermon, sometimes I've read uh, books upon books on different subjects. Different subjects. Commentaries that are rich and loaded, several of them. That's when I present. I, I do a sermon for about 30 45 minutes. But the kind of work that goes into that sermon, over 16 to 20 hours of work, both listening and reading, 
Then I bring it to you. You just watch my face ah, and go. That's why your face is not looking. Continue to look the way it's looking. That's my face ah, and go. Watch my face ah, and go. You don't write anything. It's, it's as if it's a wasted effort. No, listen. Listen, our church is reborn. Amen. And the culture that the church, I, I am not here. One of the things, one of the gifts I don't have is the gift of envy. I don't have it. I don't have it. Everything that anybody has, no matter what it is, I can appreciate it. Dance around it, do everything with you. I want everybody to get the best. Yeah, I don't have it. I don't have it at all. I don't have it. And God has just reset the church to really let it come out the way he's wired me for ministry. Yeah, so now it's, it's a purging process. Our church is going to be paid. Some people, you see it over the period, within the next four or five years, some people will leave the church and a new crop will come to set the stage. And I pray that you will not be one of those who will leave. Yeah, because there's a certain future I see. If you don't have value for knowledge, you can't assess that future. Because you will be a misfit in that future. You'll be a misfit. You'll be a misfit in that future. And I can't particularly those of you who have labored with us for all these years. I can't afford not to carry you along. My best effort is to impart, help you, and get it across to you. But if you will not value it, receive it, and no, 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 no. Somebody say, store it. Yeah. Store knowledge. Number seven, apply knowledge rightly. Somebody say, apply knowledge rightly. One of the things that's very painful is to see somebody who has been taught, given information, and is not working with it. A whole document has been put together to guide you in your office, in your ministry, and you are not working with it. You don't know it to even enforce it. So things are still being done in a very awkward way. Yeah. You have a service unit that has a guideline, a lot of work, a lot of hours have been invested to put it, to just guide you and make you more effective. All you need to do is to take your people through again and again. Help them to appreciate what we do, why we do it, and how we do it. But somebody will simply not make the time to do that. And you have problems, you want me to leave my work of praying and feasting with the word to come and feed you, to now come and train your people. It would be very difficult. Are you with me here? It would be very difficult. Be very difficult. So, apply knowledge rightly. Somebody say apply knowledge rightly. All right, by way of introduction, by way of introduction, you see, that's why I pray for the help of the Holy Spirit. Because if I always knew what I would do when I step here, I would sleep out. <laughs> I would sleep. I would sleep. I mean, we got to Accra, came back, I think, around from Kofodi around 7.20, there about, yeah. Yeah. And then, I think... Uh, Around eight something, I just closed my eyes a little. By ten something, my eyes were open, and that's not closed since. It's not that it was only last night I was preparing. No, no, no. no. The work start the moment one is done, the other is starting. When I finish this one now, I'm thinking of uh, the next one. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm thinking of the next one. But then, when you have. You have done, like, like I'm saying, I was tired. But after all of that now, see what the Holy Ghost has just done. Just taking me back on everything that, but I hope the recap has been a blessing to someone. Yeah. 
I, you see, when you hear something and you become tired of hearing it, it means you have just started getting it. When you become tired of hearing it, that's why you can't listen to a sermon once and think you know it. I have listened to even sermons I preach on radio sometimes in the rush hour of the morning, driving somewhere. When I get to tune into one of those and I listen, I say, hey, what was happening there? <laughs> yeah, I get amazed at what God is saying. You cannot, there are sermons I listen 10 times, 15 times. There's one sermon I'm listening to now. Almost every week I want to listen. Yeah. Every week I want to listen. You see, this generation will have to apologize to the generation of Noah and the other generations. No, 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 no. See these cassettes. When I was living in the university, I had cassettes, jewel bags full of cassettes. Cassettes. American preachers to Ghanaian preachers. I mean, tongues and tongues of them. Cassettes. Praise the Lord. Now, today we want to look at two kinds of knowledge critical for good success. Two kinds of knowledge critical for good success. I'll just introduce it and next week we'll look at the first bit. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 to 14. Okay, maybe we can start from verse 9. But I have not seen. Let's read together. But as it is written, I have not what? nor ear, neither have it the things which God had. Please take note of the word, I have not seen, ear, head, entered into the hearts of men. Those are critical things. But God, somebody say God, no. but God has revealed them unto us by his for the spirit searches all yea, the deep things of for one man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of. Now we have received. Somebody say, We have received. Uh -huh. Somebody say, I have received. Now, it's important that as a New Testament Christian, you know the things that are already with you. We have received. Sometimes we pray prayers and we waste our time because we are praying for things you have already received. You don't pray for the spirit of grace and supplication. We used to do that here a lot. The more I become conscious of the things you have received, the more I correct some prayer points. You don't pray for it. Lord, endue me with the spirit of grace. What's the use of the Holy Spirit in you? What's the Holy Spirit's place in your life? Pour upon me the spirit of grace and supplication. You have been looking outside, ah, and the things inside you are not working. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Somebody say treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God. Now we have received, this is one of the things you have, you have received the spirit, not the spirit of a well, but the spirit which is what? Of God that you may know the things. Somebody say have capacity to know the things of God. You can't walk in ignorance about spiritual things. You choose to be ignorant, but you, you, you don't. He said, he has given us the spirit <laughs> so that we may know the things which are freely given to us by God. Comparing which things also we speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Alright? So there are things man's wisdom teacheth. And there are things the Holy Ghost teaches. Please take note of that, those things. 
I have not seen or ear, neither have it entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. So there are things which man's wisdom teaches, and there are things which the Holy Ghost teaches. Most of the time, the more spiritual people become, the more foolish they render all kinds of human wisdom. Yeah, all kinds of human wisdom. That I think is a mistake. That I think is a mistake. You see. Human wisdom must never be overrated about divine wisdom. But human wisdom must also not be completely rubbish because you are living on an earthly plane. Are you with me here? Yeah. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 32 verse 9, he said, I said, this should speak. A multitude of yes should teach wisdom. Wisdom comes in different ways. I said, this should speak. Somebody said, this should speak. A multitude of years should what? Teach wisdom. The longer a person lives, the wiser the person becomes. He's seen a lot of people make mistakes with their lives. That's why I have a lot of respect for elderly people. Even the foolish ones, I respect them. Because they show me how not to be foolish in my old age. Are you with me? Yeah. 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 They are an example for you. When you see a failure, don't just mock him. Learn from him. From a failure, you will learn how not to fail. I said that you speak multitude of years, you teach wisdom. But there is a spirit in man. Look at verse number. There's a spirit. Somebody says, There's a spirit. Now, Job was speaking by revelation. There's a spirit in man. At that time, the spirit was not in man. There's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty given him understanding. That puts him above. Now, listen. If you are a born again child of God and you assess wisdom on the natural plane, and supernatural also takes over. Nobody should be able to match your results. That's why when you sit in class with unbelievers, you must come out ten times better. Because you are not just learning. Whatever they are being taught, the Holy Ghost can teach you the same thing at a higher level. Are you with me here? But when you go there and you begin to talk and act like them, you limit your capacity. There is a spirit man in the inspiration of the Almighty. Give that him understanding. He said, great men are not always wise, neither do the aged understand judgment. Let's hang it there. Now let's go on. Now we've received. Somebody say, we've received. Oh, somebody say, I've received. Say, I have received. Quickly, please take me back. I have received. Now we have received. Not the spirit of a word, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us. But the natural man, verse 14, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, there are two kinds of knowledge I see here. The one which man's wisdom teacheth, and the one which the Holy Ghost teacheth. The one which we acquire through the engagement of our five senses, and the one which we acquire by revelation. Somebody say revelation. Yeah. There is knowledge that comes by revelation. That is revelation knowledge. And there is knowledge that comes by engagement of our senses interaction. Our ears, our eyes, and then things we make contact with. That is sense knowledge. Somebody say sense knowledge. Say sense knowledge. Say it again. Sense knowledge. Now sense knowledge is what we are going to be focusing on in the first part of this teaching. Sense knowledge. But as it is written, I have not seen. Somebody say, I have not seen. Nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Sense knowledge. Now, that is knowledge. 
that is common to all, but not maximized by all. Sense knowledge. Every human being has five senses, right? We have the eyes, we have your basic senses. Please talk back to me. Your basic senses, eyes, ears, nose, skin, and tongue. Those are your five sense organs. So, they make sense. <laughs> they help you to make sense of the things you interact with. That's why they are called sense organs. They help you to make sense of the things you are interacting with. Sense knowledge is knowledge acquired through the engagement of your five natural senses. Those are sense knowledge. Sense knowledge. Now, we have a typical example, Proverbs 24, verse 30 to 34, and I'll close with that. He said, I walk by the field of a lazy person, the vineyard of one with no common sense. I saw it overgrown with nettles, and it was covered with weeds, and its walls were broken what? Down. Then as I looked, somebody said, as I looked, and I thought about it, I learned this lesson. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a pandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Is that okay? Yeah, that's sense knowledge there. Sense knowledge bringing you information that can transform your life. Sense knowledge bringing you knowledge that can shape your life. Because you, no matter how much of the Holy Ghost you have, by the way, we all have the same measure of the Holy Ghost. No matter how much of the measure of the Holy Ghost you have, if you are lazy, your destiny will end here. If you are lazy, your destiny will what? I have not seen any man who is so anointed that he has succeeded because he has Holy Ghost or because of anointing. <laughs> no matter how anointed you are, you have to stay work. Jesus said, I must work the work of him that sent me. Why it is there? Paul said, I wrote to you not to keep company with any brother who is not working. Anybody who is not working is working disorderly. So don't associate with him. Stay away from him. It's a pandemic more than COVID-19. Stay away from him. Don't associate with lazy folks. That's what the man was saying there. Are you with me here? That's what the Bible is saying. How many of us have walked past places and we saw nothing? In Africa, people don't see you. Do you know that when you fly, for most of the people who fly uh, to Europe and back, they testify. I have not traveled to Europe before. I will go there. Yeah, but I have not tried that before. But for most of them who do and come back, usually they will tell you almost on every flight to Africa, there are white people on it. That continent and these white people are coming here. With all our problems, why do they keep coming here? There must certainly be something they see we don't see. We are queuing up in their embassies because we want to travel there. Why do they keep coming here? What do they see in our nation we don't see? And let me tell you, whatever good thing you don't see and other people see around you, they can take advantage of it. When they see gold, they see jewelry. But we just see gold. They see jewelry, they see what? Tell me some of the things they see. All the things that can be made out, they see all of that. They see cocoa, they see chocolate, they see milo, they see shabata, all kinds of things. The reason for your poverty is because your eyes are blind. You can see. What you can see is the reason for where you are. What you can see is the reason for what is happening to you is happening to you. I pray that God will give you understanding today. Have you been blessed this morning? Well, we will get into it deeper and we'll be exploring sense knowledge and how to deal with sense knowledge. I don't want you to live a life thinking that sense knowledge is useless. 
Because those of us who are born again, our natural proclivity is towards revelation knowledge. And revelation knowledge is superior. Because it will put you above anybody with sense knowledge. But listen, you cannot beat a man who has good grasps of sense knowledge. And it's also rooted in revelation knowledge. You can't match him. You can't match him. You can't match him in any way. You can't match him. That was the secret behind Joseph's success. Revelation knowledge came. And he gave sense knowledge. This is what you ought to do. This is what you ought to do. This is what you ought to do. <laughs> so at the end of the day, amazing results. They said, we can't find your type. As for people who can see dreams, all these my wise men, they are dreamers and they are enchanters. But the kind of sense they make out of it, the Lord will help you. Amen. The Lord will help us. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just thank God and give him praise. Bless him this morning. Pastor Afroakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afroakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi. Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Let the, let the